What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in again. This is my second official podcast. I'm trying to make it better every time. I'm still trying to dial in the audio and stuff like that. I'm using a mic, a kind of mic I've never used before, and I'm using GarageBand. So as you can tell, I'm kind of an amateur at this, and so I'm still trying to work out all the kinks. So bear with me as I kind of mess with the audio and all this stuff as we go along. So if you hear any weird background noise like my dog's collars or my dishwasher, then just ignore it. Uh, I might end up moving into a different room. Right now I'm in kind of like our front living room and it's, I wouldn't say it's big, but there's not a lot of stuff in here. I just have like my drums and then my table that I'm using to kind of record with. Uh, and Oh, and our dog cage as well. So other than that, it's kind of open. So everything's kind of echoey. So I'll probably end up moving to a different room, but right now this is really the only spot we have uh, to really set up comfortably. Again, thanks for tuning in and listening. I truly appreciate it. This is more for myself. I really love talking about backpacking and hiking and coffee, and this gives me something to do that's actually constructive at night other than sit in bed and watch Netflix or watch David Gray backpacking videos. Uh, for you guys that don't know, uh, me and my wife work different schedules, so sometimes I get really bored at night. Uh, I work in the mornings, my wife works at night, and so we're hoping to switch it up here soon. Um, but so, and it's winter, so there's not a whole lot to do other than go to work, come home, and sit. And so this is giving me something constructive to do while my wife works, and gives me something to you know occupy my time and kind of occupy my brain, I guess you could say. I struggle with depression and in the winter it gets worse, especially when I have nothing to do. Uh, you know, it gets dark at five o'clock and so I get off work at four, which is soon changing to 5.30 and then it's dark so I have nothing to do outside and then I have to cook dinner and all that stuff and so sometimes I get in a really bad place and this podcast I think is going to help me with that and we'll dive in uh, to this topic in the future about how backpacking and hiking in nature and coffee has helped with my depression and has helped me through some really hard times in my life. So if I can relate to any of you that are going through the same thing, that struggle with depression and anxiety and loneliness, then I hope that this podcast can offer some advice or you know just give you something to occupy your time while you're cooking dinner or driving home from work or even just sitting at home bored and lonely. So I hope that this podcast can be that for you. I hope that it can help in, in, in any way, I guess you could say. So let's get back to the topic at hand, which is backpacking, hiking, coffee, whatever we want to talk about. Today I am drinking a hot pour over. It is a Costa Rican coffee from a local roaster called Revive. And they've been roasting coffee for, I think, a little over a year now. And they sell at farmer's markets and stuff. And they also sell at a local coffee shop about 20 minutes away from uh, Finley. And they have really, really good coffee. Their coffee is fairly priced. And it is roasted very well. And the people are really great people. And so I just got this Costa Rican today. I was excited because I just ran out of Ethiopian coffee. And so I'm drinking this. Costa Rican medium roast uh, pour over in my Bears Beats Battlestar Galactica mug that uh, my wife got me for Christmas uh, two years ago. 
It's my all-time favorite mug. So that is what I am drinking today. Today, we're going to be talking about my worst backpacking experiences. Now, this isn't going to be about like near-death experiences or times that I've had to get off the trail early or bail on a trip last minute because I've actually never had to personally bail on a trip like as I was getting ready to leave and I've never had to get off the trail early. I've been pretty fortunate with backpacking trips. We've been really fortunate with really good weather on almost all of our backpacking trips, except for like being really hot and humid. Other than that, I can only count on one hand how many times we've had like bad weather, like storms or rain. Other than that, we've been blessed with really good weather. Like I said, this isn't anything too crazy. It wasn't really anything that ruined the trip for me. And looking back, it's pretty, some of it's pretty dumb. But there were a few times when I was close to having to get off the trail because of a minor injury, but I pushed through because that's just what I do. I'm really stubborn. And so we're going to break down a couple different trips that I went on that were, that had bad experiences, but weren't necessarily bad the entire time. Up first is my first trip to Great Smoky Mountains National Park. And actually it was me and Tim's first trip together. Uh, it was uh, kind of planned last minute because we were supposed to go to Michigan to backpack the Manistee River Trail. Well, then we decided we didn't really want to do that. So we're like, well, let's go to Dolly Sods. So we planned a loop in Dolly Sods and then the weather turned bad last minute. And so like literally, I think maybe the day before or the night before we were supposed to leave, we're like, let's just go to the Smokies. And Tim planned out like this 36 mile route that looked pretty doable on a map. Um, and it, Looking back, I, I don't think the elevation was that bad. I just think that me personally wasn't really prepared for the hike. It had been like six or eight months since I had backpacked previously. I didn't really train at all. Me, me and Tim used to run every day. We used to run stairs every day. But I, I don't think I was like physically or mentally prepared for this trip. And so there were a few things that happened that were bad experiences. Uh, looking back, the trip was still awesome. The views we had were really good. Uh, it was an awesome trip. You know, just, just getting to hang out with Tim was cool. But uh, the first thing I've written down on my list here, my little cheat sheet, because I'll totally forget about what to talk about, was my pack. My pack was so freaking heavy. It was like, I want to say 50 pounds, maybe 55. I was carrying two smart water bottles full of water, a Nalgene full of water, and a hydration pack full of water. So I bet I had over 10 pounds of just water in my pack, which actually came in handy because another thing on my list was lack of water sources. It was so hot and dry down there that almost all of the water sources were dried up with the exception of like bigger creeks. And so we really struggled to find some water sources. And at one point we were like completely out of water and we're hiking up, uh, it was Gregory Bald, and we were hiking up and we're out of water and we're like, what are we gonna do? We're, we're out of water. And finally we came across this like trickling creek that took us a while to fill up, but we ended up getting water, so it was fine. Uh, and like I said, it was super, super hot. And that was kind of miserable in itself because it never really cooled down. Even at night, it still stayed hot. 
I remember sweating the entire time. And I, I remember I was using my hobo hammock at the time, and I'm pretty sure it still smells from the amount of sweat that I that was released from my body into that hammock. And I also was using my 35 degree sleeping bag, which was a huge mistake because I don't think it ever got under 65, maybe 70 degrees. Uh, the first night it might have gotten down to 60, but it was still really, really hot. And so being outside for three days in the sun and the heat on my first backpacking trip in the Smokies, it would just kind of made it a miserable time. Another thing about this trip was the trail. Uh, we started at Abrams Falls and we hiked we start we hiked to Abrams Falls, hung out there for a little bit, and then we took like these like trails that nobody apparently nobody ever uses because when we hiked them they were so overgrown that you could barely make them out. You could and it was like walking through like bushes and stuff to get through the trail. And so the trail was really overgrown and not only that there was hardly any good views. It was pretty much covered in foliage and trees and you couldn't really see anything. I think we had maybe one or two good spots where you could see out on the whole entire Hannah Mountain Trail. I think the Hannah Mountain Trail was like 10 and a half miles long and it just seemed to never end. I remember it was just switchback after switchback and Tim was singing uh, the song. Uh, I don't know the name of it, but it goes, I went down to the river to pray studying about that good old way, something like that. And so me and Tim got through those long switchbacks by singing these hymns that were like super old. Uh, so we, we were singing the hymns and I just remember I was so hot. I was so over hey, the Hannah Mountain Trail. I don't think I'll ever go hike that trail ever again. It was so boring. Uh, and so that was, that was probably one of the worst parts about that trip was Hannah Mountain Trail. It just seemed to never end. It was overgrown. There was no good views and we didn't see anybody. Last on my list, my feet killed. I was wearing my Oboe's Midbridger boots, which now I realize are a size or a half size too small. I should have gone up a, a half size to a, to a whole size than what I normally wear. My feet were killing me and I had big blisters and my my toes were kind of compressed in the boots, especially going downhill. And so by day three, my feet hurt so bad that I could hardly walk. And the last, like, I think three and a half or four miles of the loop was all gravel road or paved road. And so my feet hurt so bad. And that made, that was probably the most miserable part. And by day three, I was just so over the trip. I wanted to get off the trail. I wanted to get real food and I wanted to get an air conditioning. I remember getting back to the car and uh, we went into like the porta potty, whatever they have there, the bathrooms. And I didn't know it smelled worse, me or the bathroom, because I've been sweating so much the entire trip. And just the relief of sitting in the car, turning on the air conditioning. I think me and Tim sat there for a good 10 minutes, just soaking in the air conditioning. And, uh, but looking back, you know, those are all small things in the, in the grand scheme of things. And it was still a really fantastic trip with Tim. Up next is the Picture Rocks Trail. Uh, me, Tim, and Josh hiked that in 2017. And it is to this day, still my, my second favorite backpacking trip besides Utah. It was just picture perfect. I mean, perfect weather, except for the last night. 
great, amazing views. The trail was super easy to hike. And so the entire trip was fantastic. And I'm actually going to be hiking it again this year or, or a portion of it. And me and Jordan did a section in 2018 of it because I liked it so much. So the first bad experience I had hiking the Picture Rocks Trail was I got really bad chafing. And I didn't tell Tim or Josh this because Again, I'm stubborn and it was kind of embarrassing too. It was not in a good place and I was in pain, like terrible pain. And it just made walking really bad. And I just remember just being in really bad pain and I didn't have anything to treat it. I didn't have any, any powder or coconut oil or anything that would have helped with it. So I just had to suck it up. And so it kind of ruined the second day for me. And we had a 16-mile day, which was a long day anyway. But having really bad chafing in certain spots was not fun. And if I could go back, I would have brought something to take care of it with or said something and maybe dealt with it a different way. So the second thing that happened has kind of had lasting effects uh, on me the last couple of years and it kind of ruined my 2017 backpacking trip because about halfway through the third day, my left ankle started just absolutely killing. And I didn't know what I did to it because it was a flat trail. I hadn't fallen. I hadn't kicked anything. And so I could hardly walk. And at first it wasn't like awful, but I noticed this pain in my Achilles and I was like, what the heck? Like, did I just twist something wrong. And so we're hiking along and that was maybe eight miles into our, I think it was a 14 mile day or maybe it's like six miles into our 14 mile day. And I remember we got to Miner's Castle and my ankle hurt so bad I could hardly walk. And we actually ran into Rob, um, Bob up trail 71 and at the uh, visitor center. And we hung out there for a little bit and we talked to him and I almost asked if he could take me back to Munising and I would just sleep in my car that night because we were camping uh, about four and a, or four or five miles away from the car that night. And we still had another probably two miles to hike to get to camp from Miner's Castle. And my ankle hurt so bad that I could hardly walk. I was limping on it. And Tim and Josh noticed that it was hurting me too. And uh, I found out about a month later, well, two, two three weeks later, that I had really bad Achilles tendonitis. And I don't know what for certain caused it. I think it was a combination of the 16 mile day. And also I was using the ultra lone peaks, the zero drop, and I have flat feet. So that was a really bad combination. I didn't know that going into that hike that I probably shouldn't have been using the zero drop shoes. So I think the combination of the long hike and then the zero drop, not saying it was the lone peaks, but the zero drop shoe is what kind of messed up my Achilles. And I actually had to do physical therapy for six weeks after that trip because I thought maybe my Achilles snapped or or tore or something because the pain was so bad. I was in a boot for like two or three weeks and I finished the hike even though the pain was kind of excruciating, but I sucked it up. I'm like, no, I've made it this far. I'm going to finish it. And by the time we got back to the car, I was, I was done. And I actually ended up having to miss the next backpacking trip we had planned in July of that year. And we were going to do the um, 
four pass loop, the, the Maroon Bells loop. And I still went on the trip because I had paid for my flight and I'm like, well, I'll make the best out of it. So I flew there and then we'll go over that again. We'll go over that in a different podcast because I don't want to go into detail too much and kind of stray off this. But so, yeah, I hurt my ankle pretty bad in Pictured Rocks. And to this day, I still have issues with my left ankle, my left Achilles. So I have to be really careful about what shoes I wear. I wear insoles now and it just kind of sucked. So the next trip that's on my list here was uh, Big South Fork in Tennessee. Uh, It was supposed to be me, Tim Watson, and Jason Wish. And we had this trip planned out for Minister Creek in Pennsylvania. And last minute, the weather changed to snow. And this is like the end of April. So at that point, I was over the cold. I was over the snow. And I was like, I'm not hiking in snow. I Or camping in it, for that matter. I was like, I'm not doing that. So last minute, like, like the day before or maybe two days before, I planned this out and back loop type thing in Big South Fork. And then unfortunately, the night before, Tim had to bail because of a family issue or a family emergency. And so he couldn't go. And I almost thought about bailing. I was like, I really don't want to go. And Jason texted me and he's like, are you thinking about bailing? Because I really still want to go on this trip. And I was like, I'm thinking about it, but let's just do it. You know, what's the worst that could happen? And so we went down there and I had planned, it was like maybe a 18 total mile trip. It wasn't anything crazy, but from looking at the maps, I really couldn't see anything that would be high mileage anyway. And I called the ranger station uh, the day before and asked them what section they thought we should do. And I was told to do the Honey Creek Loop. And so that's what I planned. We started at, I can't remember, some kind of bridge. I don't remember. It was like Burnt Creek Bridge or something like that. I don't remember. We started there and we hiked in to the Honey Creek Loop. And the Honey Creek Loop was awful. Uh, For one, the trail was in terrible condition. I mean, it wasn't really a trail. It was like you're hiking up this creek, essentially. And uh, some of the trail was even like almost hiking up waterfalls and it just wasn't fun. It, the navigation, uh, trying to find where the, where to go, where the trail went to was so hard. And we both had paper maps. We had GPSs on our phone and I had the inReach and we still couldn't find the trail a couple times. And I, it's funny enough, we ran into these kids that were getting ready to do the loop and they didn't have any maps. They didn't have any GPS. And they're like, hey, you know, where's the trailhead? Where's this? Where's that? I'm like, dude, you are not going to make it. You're going to get lost. You guys need a map. So I gave him my copy of the map and I kind of like drew some things. That way he knew what to look for. Uh, But that that section of our trip was just terrible. It it was cool in a way. But if I could go back, I would have just ditched our packs and day hiked it because hiking it with the packs was miserable. At one point, I was like scaling up this waterfall and my water bottle fell out of my pack and tumbled down the the creek. And I was like, man, I don't want to go back down to get it. I almost left it. I know I would have broken like an LNT rule, but I did not feel like climbing back down this waterfall. So Jason, being a bro that he is, he hopped down and grabbed it for me. Uh, For you guys that don't know, Jason Wish is like the coolest dude ever. He's a farmer. And he actually just broke the 
fastest known time for the Sheltoe Trace Trail. And uh, he's 40, I believe he's 45 years old. And he's like in better shape than most like 20 year old uh, kids. He is in impeccable shape. And so he ran and hiked rings around me on this trip. And so uh, the second night, this is a kind of a, kind of a funny story. The second night we got into camp and we had a fire both nights. I think Jason likes having fires and I was like, yeah, well, sure. We'll do that. So the second night we're finding firewood and we were kind of camped in between the river and then like this hill. And Jason, even after our long, crazy day hiking and, and finding a campsite was just running up and down this hill, grabbing like almost like whole trees uh, for you guys that have seen the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, I believe it's called Collateral Damage. In the beginning, he's like cuts down this tree and he's carrying it on his shoulder through the woods into his like cabin or whatever it was. That's literally literally what Jason looked like. He's just like throwing these logs down the, I guess you'd call it like a ravine or this hill into our camp. And he was chopping up wood. He was sawing it. And so I'm just sitting there like useless because my, I think my, oh, now I remember another thing I remember about this trip. I was trying out some new trail runners. I was trying out the Merrill Moab edge. And I remember my feet, I have a problem with my feet. Apparently, uh, my feet hurt so bad on that trip because I had a huge blister. The Moab edge was supposed to be waterproof and it wasn't, and it took forever to dry out. And so I had these big blisters on my feet. So I was sitting at camp just useless the second night and Jason's doing all the work. And so, but he never complained one time. And that's the thing, like Jason's a very positive guy, never complained the whole entire trip, just a fabulous guy. Um, but, uh, so like looking back, the trip wasn't terrible. You know, I got to, got to camp in the woods, got to hang out with Jason, uh, and then found out as we were leaving the park that Tim was actually able to drive down to Big South Fork. And he tried to get in contact with us the entire time. And I didn't have reception, so I couldn't check my phone. And so the whole time we could have backpacked with Tim. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Stuff happens. Uh, well, let's see what else I got on my list here to talk about from this from this uh, trip. Uh, we talked about how Tim couldn't go. We talked about crappy trails. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. The, the, one of the other big things was I just wasn't impressed with the the area. I wasn't impressed with the views. I wasn't impressed with like the trail. Uh, for me personally, it wasn't worth the seven hour drive down. I really wish me and Jason would have just driven the extra like half an hour to an hour to Great Smoky Mountains National Park and done a loop there or just went to Red River Gorge because Red River Gorge is way better than Big South Fork. And I'm sure some people will disagree, especially my buddy Adam, uh, Serial Photog. He loves that area down there. And uh, maybe it was the section I was in, but I just was not impressed. Even like the overlooks we went on, I'm just like, I mean, this is cool, but it's not like blowing my mind cool. It wasn't really worth the drive, in my opinion. And like I said, if I could do it, if I could do it over, I probably would have went somewhere else instead. I have this reoccurring theme with some of my trips where I get injured. And so this next trip uh, is at Red River Gorge back uh, last year in March. Uh, we did a three-day, two-night trip. We saw a lot of really cool stuff. The first day, we saw Stargap Arch. We saw Skyview Arch. 
courthouse rock, or no, sorry, jailhouse rock. And then we hiked back into Hanson's Point. We camped out there. Uh, it was one of my all-time favorite trips I've ever done just because of uh, who we hung out with and the, tr- the stuff we saw. Uh, but the bad experience I had on that trip uh, was, and I don't know what caused it. I think it was um, going to find some of these arches. It was almost like bushwhacking, essentially. And so uh, the hiking was really hard on really uneven and rough terrain. And I think I messed up something on my IT band. And so we got to camp that first night. And my IT band on my left uh, leg on my knee was just killing me. Like I couldn't even extend my knee and I couldn't, I couldn't move it at all. Otherwise it just hurt really bad. And so I thought maybe if I stretched it out and just relaxed for a little bit that it would help. So I stretched it out and then we just kind of chilled the rest of the night and I woke up the next day and it wasn't feeling terrible. And so I started walking around camp to cook breakfast and break down camp and it just hurt so bad. And so I, I, again, I stretched it out and we had like a nine to 10 mile day that day. So I was not looking forward to the uh, hiking aspect. Luckily, hiking in Red River Gorge is pretty darn easy. The trails aren't too hard, uh, at least compared to what I've done like out west. The elevation gain isn't terrible. And uh, the worst part was probably going down from Hanson's Point because it was it was downhill. The downhill hurt worse than going uphill. And so when we finally got to some uphill, I welcomed it. And so uh, we're hiking along, and the pain's getting worse and worse and worse. And uh, and then at one point, I remember I because I couldn't lift my leg up, I tripped over this root and just fell over myself. And that just sent like this pain up my body. And that was really miserable. Um, that it just sucked. Like I, I loved the trip. I loved all the people that was there. It was so much fun. But having that knee issue, that IT band issue, kind of like took away from from the trip. And thankfully, uh, all the guys were really cool that we went with. So they were constantly making sure I was okay. And uh, we got to camp, and we, you know we hiked slow. And so I was thankful for that. And, uh, and also I wasn't the only person having issues with, uh, my legs. I think Lance Smith, uh, Outland, he was having some issues with his knee, I believe too. And so, uh, we both were kind of walking a little slower. So it was kind of, kind of nice having him there as we were walking slow to talk to and kind of push each other. And, um, and so that that really sucked on that trip. But again, it didn't ruin the whole entire experience. It was just one little part of the trip that sucked. Uh, other than that, though, that trip was phenomenal. Uh, it's to this day, again, one of my favorite trips I've ever done. Uh, I've been to Red River Gorge four times now, and it never gets old. I, I just love going there, and I really enjoyed the uh, company we had. Uh, it was a really, really good trip. And so that little minor inconvenience of my knee hurting uh, in the grand scheme of things wasn't that bad. Uh, And so unfortunately, ever since then, I've had issues with my IT band, but I'm going to start doing like stretches and stuff to uh, work it out and before trips, just kind of build up strength in it. So hopefully in the future, I don't have any more issues with it. So we're going on 30 minutes with this podcast. So I'll go ahead and uh, try to wrap it up. 
I want to try to keep these under half an hour because I don't want to ramble on about my trips or my experiences. Uh, I want to make these kind of brief and just summarize. And so, uh, like I said, these these things that happened to me, the, my experiences didn't ruin the trip entirely. Uh, they were just stupid little injuries that I got or just small little things that uh, kind of sucked in the moment, but they didn't, uh, they didn't ruin the entire trip. The, the trip was still a lot of fun. All of my trips I've taken have been uh, a lot of fun and have meant a lot to me. And it was still, you know, th- as the saying goes, a bad night in the woods is still a better, uh, is still better than a, a good day at work. And so I'm never disappointed to get out in the woods, even if it is type two fun. So that wraps up this podcast. Thanks for listening. And hopefully I didn't bore you too much on my uh, bad backpacking experiences. But uh, so thanks again for listening and I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>